You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, this is like uh, dinner with my family. <laughs> We're having like these really deep conversations. And then like the people who are visiting are like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I can tell you when it comes to conversations that are not the norm that might make others uncomfortable, um, you're in our wheelhouse. So we're... Oh, yeah. We're good. Oh, good. I love making people uncomfortable. It's the best. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, like um, I'm trying to remember what Rambo, you had said something the other day, like you shared um, something and I never put two and two together, but you shared it on Twitter with somebody else that was talking about like, hey, what are some good podcasts that you can share? And like you would put you'd be like, yeah, so nerdy shit. But then, you know, also some uh, some progressive uh, conversation about politics and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we do do that, don't we? Yeah. Like, I, I just never really thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, the advantages of getting rid of a fucking weirdo, psycho evangelical Christian uh, conservative um, kind of does that for your podcast, doesn't it? It's yeah. kind of hard not to talk about these things when you're talking about nerdy things. Uh-huh. Anybody who's paying attention understands things like the X-Men are about civil rights. Yeah. Who missed Star that? Trek. <laughs> like, the, 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 well, in order to to not make those connections, you have to be. It, it, I don't think it's fair to say they're not willing to, or or not not uh, understanding it. Or, hold on. You're the the people who are missing those things are people who aren't in a position where they have to make those connections, where they are forced to see those things on a day to day basis. So for them, they're so distant from that. That the idea that, you know, uh, uh, seeing uh, people of color in sci-fi should just be the norm mm -hmm. 
is so strange to them. When, I mean, and it, it would be fucking weird if where everywhere you grew up, all you saw was white people. Mm-hmm. It would strike you as strange. It's like, well, why are they putting so many like brown people in this? Like, that's yeah. not the way the world is. And it's like, no, homie, that's not the way the three square miles you live in is. It's not the way exactly. you is. Like, yeah. whenever they put a movie that takes place in uh, D.C. and there are no black people. <laughs> it's all I'm like, have you been yeah. to my city? Yeah. You mean Chocolate City? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, come on. But no, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's. I mean, think of every time, you know, there's a... a um, uh, fucking like blackface routine at a pep rally. It's never in Chicago. Yeah. It's always in bumfuck nowhere, North Dakota, where yeah. if there's anybody who's brown, it's like Bill. And they asked him and he said it was okay. Yeah. Like, because Bill because Bill doesn't want to ha- be uncomfortable for the rest die. of the day. Does Bill yeah, exactly. want to explain to you all why this is bad and yeah. then have you all get mad at him because he's being too sensitive? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like the guys came from a fucking tree. Because so yeah, he's like yeah, fine, whatever. I just won't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that gets me is is like, well, I went to a high school with a lot of black people, and they um, have no problem with the Confederate flag. Yeah, because uh, they're surrounded by thousands of white people. Are you fucking yeah. stupid? Yeah. I gotta say, a lot of these like Confederate flag people, they don't actually know a lot of black people from my experience they say they do but really it's like you know like that one guy at work and like this kid i went to college with like yeah well and that's the thing for them that's a lot yeah exactly yeah it's not, they're, you know, not part of their everyday life yeah but they were there at some point <laughs> and a lot of it i mean also is just it becomes just parroting talking points. Uh-huh. Like you don't, you don't even realize that what they're saying doesn't make sense because in order to make that connection, you'd have to first consider it, stop and be self-reflective, think about what you're saying, and then say it or not. Yes. And we get to do the we get to do the racist parrot bit again. The- God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, it's. On the one hand, it's really fucking sad. It's just a, a you know, it's this incredible bummer that these people aren't making these connections. But on the other hand, it's like you're a fucking adult. You need to be responsible for the things you do and say. So educate they, yourself. They also live in bubbles where their thoughts will probably never be challenged. This is a problem I have with my in-laws. Uh, not all of them, but like a few of them live in these little white bubbles of friends and things where they can say these terrible things and nobody will say anything about it. And then yeah, even- when, when somebody maybe does, they're like, oh, well, we don't like to talk about serious stuff. You know, let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. Yeah. So they never get challenged. We've talked about that on, on, on here many times. And like, I'm still a huge believer that our parents and, and maybe Nina, you didn't run into this. Um, but like, especially like, parents like mine, you know, the parents of, of white kids in the suburbs, like tr- conditioned and trained their kids not to talk about politics, not to talk about religion because it was oh, impolite. And, absolutely, yes. I've yeah. experienced this with my husband's family, yes. Yeah, we were we were conditioned to do that because that's quote unquote impolite and that might make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it 
it fucked us all up because none of us know how to talk about it now. None of us know actually how to properly discuss politics and religion without it becoming something where people get offended because we need, like, honestly, we needed to challenge these people. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I grew up around a ton of people that claim to be, oh, I'm a Christian and I have nothing but Jesus's love in my heart who mm -hmm. say the most horrible, insensitive, racist, homophobic shit on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. like, they don't think that there's anything wrong with that because somehow something, something, something Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it's disgusting to me to think that like, if I had known about this as a kid, I wouldn't have known what to do. But now as an adult, I'm like, you're a, you're a fucking monster. And they're just like, oh, but I have nothing but love in my heart. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I have I have the love I've been trained to give. I I care about the people I've been told to care about mm -hmm. and the people that I'm supposed to hate. Well, it's not that I hate them. It's that God hates them. Oh, man. I, and I grew up in such a lovey-dovey uh, and this is a strange thing to say, but I grew up in a very lovey-dovey Catholic church where we were s supposed to be nice to everyone, like mm. the poor and immigrants and things like that. So when I hear like these, uh, what do you call it, the the fundamental fundamentalist Christians talking about like immigrants and things, it's very much displaced from the type of Christianity I'm used to. And I didn't know that the fundamentalist Christian uh, belief system was so prevalent in the United States until I was an adult. Because growing up, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's not a big deal. My family and I go to church. We donate money to the poor. We, we volunteer, stuff like that. But then I hear other people, they're like, yeah, I'm Christian and, you know, fuck the gays and fuck the Jews. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, what? what kind yeah. of a church did you go to? What? Why are they saying these terrible things? All so, I'm yeah. saying is, is that like as growing up Jewish and like basically like um, I, I joke that like I, I have uh, Jewish camouflage in the sense that I look like just a regular white person mm -hmm. um, because like you couldn't be Jewish in the town that I grew up in because you got mocked and you got made fun of and you wow. got chastised. And literally, I remember as in middle school telling a girl like that thought I was the bee's knees, like finding out she was just like, oh, you can go to my church. And I'm like, I'm not really into that because I'm, I'm Jewish. And her mm -hmm. literally turning her nose up at me and being like, ew, like that kind of shit happened all the time. And That's like, so weird. Mind you, I grew up like a half mile from a giant Catholic church that became uh -huh. a huge scene because the priest that worked there made the statue bleed. So like, whoa, uh, yeah. brutal. Not, yeah, right? It Metal as fuck. Um, <laughs> the problem was, is like, because of that, there was a certain amount of, I don't even know how to artfully put it. There was a certain amount of like psychotic Christian nonsense that came from living in this town. Wow. And like, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was crazy. And like, I didn't have good experiences with Catholics or Christians because of that. Mm -hmm. Because like, you get judged at, harshly. Like, oh, hey, we just had our first communion. Oh, you don't get that, do you, Jew boy? And it's like, fuck, are you serious? Like, Wow, but you guys have, like, uh, have bar mitzvahs. It's fucking yeah. cool. Again, like, though. I, <laughs> yeah. I grew uh, the boy, first boy I ever had a crush with was a Jewish kid named uh, Daniel Gingold. Sorry, Daniel, if you're out there. He's a doctor now. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's married. <laughs> but, like, him and he, I had a crush on him in preschool. And he had two twin sisters, and we were good friends. So I never really understood, like, and I always thought like the idea 
of being mean to Jewish people was a very strange concept for me because it seems like a, such a random thing, like making fun of someone for having red hair. Why would you make fun of someone for having red hair? That's so random. They just have red hair or like they're just Jewish. I don't understand it. So like, I don't get it. I never have gotten it. Um, yeah. My guitarist will make a lot of Jewish jokes at his own expense because his, his name is literally Joshua Ruben Schwartz. Nice. So I let him make those jokes and I try yeah. not to join in with them because it's not my place. It's I, I get it, too. I make the joke all the time that living down here in Fredericksburg um, and, and whenever somebody hears that I'm Jewish, they're always just like, oh, where can I get a good bagel? And I'm like, OK, first off, that's racist as fuck. Secondly, Wegmans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'll be honest. If I find out someone is Jewish in my neighborhood, I might ask them where the good bagels are, because I know we don't have a Jewish deli here and they are <laughs> the best. Also, corned beef. Yes, but you've also, in this conversation that we've had, you've shown that you're not like, you know, one of those weirdos that's going to be like, oh, you're Jewish? Well, that's cool. Now we can't be friends. Like, oh, that's, it's, yeah, I don't get that. No. Yeah. I, see, I, I, wish, appreciate, I wish I did. When we're talking about food here, my, my biggest thing is if you appreciate people of different backgrounds, you get access to better food. No <laughs> shit. Fucking, like, fucking right? Yeah, be friends with everyone because uh. they got some shit you ain't never heard of and you'll be glad you did. Yeah, like a perfect example of this is I had, up to this point, never really had a good experience with Indian food. Just, oh I, my God. I hadn't, I hadn't. <gasps> like it, it always upset my stomach. I don't know why, maybe I was just wasn't getting good stuff. We have a place down here called Himalayan Heritage that is Indian and Nepalese food. Ooh. And it is the best fucking restaurant I've ever been to. It's so good. Like, and even, more it warms my heart that my 13 year old son wanted to go there for his birthday yeah, like that, I love that. that that's the kind of food that he wants he wants new experiences different shit like oh yeah yeah like and there's kids out there that'll eat nothing but like chicken tenders and french fries oh. and like this kid is like yeah i want to get sushi and i'm like fuck yeah you do because and, and and i yeah. know people who have kids that um they feed them a very bland diet but usually it's not because the child has any problems with um you know they're they're not um neurodivergent yeah usually it's just because their parents have bland tastes yeah it's not it's not that they're you know that their kid is a picky eater it's their parents are picky eaters so therefore their children are going to be picky eaters and that's sad to me because i could not imagine growing up and eating just chicken nuggets and shit that would have been detrimental to my uh, development as someone who eats literally everything. Same, like that's, and like every time uh, Rambo comes down to visit down here, I, I'm trying to like find new and exciting things. Cause I don't want to be like, want to go get pizza again? Oh, in Fredericksburg? Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much stuff down here. There it, is. Well, it's getting better. It used to not be that great, but like. Yeah. They're starting to diversify this place when it comes to food choices, so. Yeah. Pretty dang exciting. And this is the perfect segue. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening to us ramble before we introduce ourselves for another episode of At the Diner. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. I am also one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Make sure you check out our website when you get a chance. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Joining me in the co-hosting duties for this episode. You know him. You love him. His name is James Rambo. Yo. 
We've also got a very, very lovely guest who is the lead singer of a dope-ass metal band called A Sound of Thunder. Her name is Nina. Nina, you've been regaling us with tales of food and religion and all sorts of other things. So thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Rambo, this is your baby, this next part. So I want you to introduce what we're going to be talking about. And it ties it perfectly in with our conversation about food. I wish I could take credit for this. It's a great idea. And I was sure, hell, two-thirds of us, uh, of the the regular hosts, were positive that we had discussed this before. Um, But yeah, Thanksgiving sides, you know, it's it's about that time, folks. Um, And... As much as we talk about food, apparently our our favorites we we've done like diner foods and we've talked about general side dishes I think, but I don't think we've ever done a proper like, you know, real breakdown of what is the best uh, uh, side dish, particularly Thanksgiving wise. Yeah. Um, not for holidays at least. We, not we for holidays. It, yeah, we broke it down for the at uh, when we first started at the diner. Where it was like, hey, if you're starting a diner, what's the food you got to have? But yeah, no, this is the first uh, holiday-related one. So we might even have to throw a Christmas one in here pretty soon, too. So, I mean, for me, like, those are, those are kind of interchangeable, but, you know, different strokes. Um, but no, uh, MC, our, our illustrious MC Brooks, uh, who's off in uh, uh, the Big Apple right now covering Anime New York, um, pointed out the fact that we've never really, you know, we were trying to figure out, like, what we were going to talk about with Nina and... Um, and he's like, well, we could do a, a Thanksgiving side bracket. And that is precisely what I've built. Uh, we have <laughs> 16 different side dishes, uh, that'll be going head to head and we'll all just, you know, do a little round robin, discuss what's what and majority vote gets the win. I like this. And because there's three of us, there has to be a majority vote. There is there no ties. Yeah. You know, we we talk about, you know, our preferences and try to make our cases for what we think works, uh, what doesn't. Um, I I tried to look as little as possible. Like, once I wrote the list, I I put it in a randomizer to try and break it up as much as I could. And then even when I was putting those into the brackets, I tried to to not look at the individual standings as much because I didn't want to be influenced one way or the other. Um, But there are a couple that that I've just glanced at. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's getting crushed. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's unfair. That's, that, that is, yeah, that's not a reasonable, like, I, I, I don't know enough about like bracket systems to go into like seeds and all that shit, but there's definitely some stuff where it's like, yeah, this is going to be rough. Macaroni so... salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm ready to get started whenever y'all are. Kick this off, man. What's our first matchup? Our first matchup is uh, corn casserole versus green bean casserole. So I want to clarify, though, before we get into this, before we make a solid choice here, before we decide the fate of our side dishes, I need a description of corn casserole. Okay, no, you beat me to it. So a corn casserole is almost like a very um, loose is the wrong word, but a, 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 a sort of a, like a soft baked cornbread. It is huh. a little more um, kind of custardy. Wait a minute, uh, hang on. I okay. This might be a difference in description because I had something that my grandmother used to make for every Thanksgiving, for every holiday that we had, called corn pudding. Yes, it, but, but they also call it corn dressing. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with cornbread stuffing, which mm -hmm. is an entirely different thing. Yeah. Um, but okay. a, a corn pudding is absolutely what we're talking about here. Okay, so we're doing corn pudding slash corn casserole versus green bean casserole. Yes, and okay. to further clarify, well, I think just so everybody's on the same page, green bean casserole being the standard, like green beans, green mushroom soup, French fried onions, throw it out in the oven, ta-da, you have green bean casserole. Okay. Um, I'm going to vote for green bean casserole, but with the requirement that they only use fresh green beans and not canned green beans, because that is vile. But fresh green beans with a nice, a nice, uh, what's the word? Um, ratio of the the canned soup <laughs> and cheese that is delicious. Whereas the corn dressing, probably, you know, I've never had it before. It looks delicious. It does sound delicious, but it also sounds extremely heavy. And if I'm eating a lot of heavy food on Thanksgiving, I'm gonna want to have some balance, so I don't, um, I, I don't have to stop eating three bites into my plate. That's you fair. know, my stomach is can only fit so much food, so I need to prioritize things. <laughs> That's fair. That is very fair. All right, Michael, what do you got? Fuck. Um. So. Have I had green bean casserole? Yes. Have I enjoyed it? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> do I like the processed one? No. It's gotten to a point where I've had it so much that I don't like it anymore. Um, however, one time, my at one of the Thanksgivings that we had, my my um, my aunt, my favorite aunt, as a matter of fact, um, made it like with fresh green beans, with Swiss cheese, with like it was fucking incredible. It was so good. So when green bean casserole done right can be amazing, the yeah. problem is, is most of the time when you get it, you're not getting the really good version. You're getting yeah. the slop, cheap, here it is, enjoy, probably too much of the of the canned soup mix kind of thing. Yeah. Corn, corn pudding wins for me, and it's not fair why it wins. It wins because <laughs> of nostalgia. It wins because my grandmother made this, and God rest her soul, she's no longer with us. Um, my dad's mom, um, who is the grandma that I that I like, but and this is gonna sound awful, but she's not the epic grandma. I've I've get, those who listen to the podcast know that there is the goat. That's that's my grandmother Roz, who's like my absolute favorite person ever, who's like my hero. Um, this grandmother that I'm speaking of is not Roz. This is Betty. I love Betty. Betty was great, but Betty was no Roz. So. I still love her very, very much. And this corn pudding thing was like her go-to jam. Aww. And like, because of that, I got to give Betty some love. Um, so I'm going corn pudding. I think nostalgia is an important bit of this because oh, everybody absolutely. has their own Thanksgiving memories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're, <laughs> if we're only looking at like the face of the holiday, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is about some awful shit. Um, so <laughs> I think Rambo, whatever do you mean? It's yeah. very that we focus on like our individual experiences I as think opposed it's, to. Yeah, it is important that we focus on the individual family experiences because I don't know anybody who celebrates Thanksgiving specifically because of the the, the idea of the pilgrims or whatever. Like no. that's not a thing. Wait, My family is immigrants. We do Thanksgiving because 
Yeah. No, we do Thanksgiving because we're like, I don't know, Americans are doing it this day where we get to eat a bunch of turkey and food. I don't know. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's way more important to focus on the food and family aspects of Thanksgiving. I'm actually really glad to get your perspective on that because as a generic looking white dude who was born in America, raised in America, I was I, I was always curious what Thanksgiving was like for people who aren't just indoctrinated with this bullshit of, hey, these nice people came from Europe and oh no, they were totally friends with the Native Americans too. Didn't didn't like subjugate them, didn't rape them, didn't murder them. Um, <laughs> they just all showed up one day and they were like, hey, we're hungry, can you feed us? And the natives were like, yeah, sure, fuck, we'll teach you how to do everything. So I come from this from a, a very uh, weird place because both of my parents are immigrants, but my dad is a Native American from El Salvador and my mom is from Catalonia. And neither of them had uh, much, if any, at real education past uh, like middle school. They, they got their GEDs in the United States, but they really didn't know the actual much, much in the way of American history. Um, my dad understands racism and he understands, you know, that Indians were subjugated because he is one. Um, my mom has a way more romantic look at it because as a white woman who came to America and married a Native American, she's like, oh yeah, Native Americans are super hot. Why would anybody be mean to them? They're like the sexiest <laughs> people in the world. I don't understand this. So their whole take on Thanksgiving is that this is an American holiday all the Americans celebrate it, and to celebrate, you cook a turkey, and everyone eats, and your family gathers, and that's nice. And since my parents are immigrants, we don't really have any family that comes to visit us for Thanksgiving. It was just me and my siblings and my parents. So really, we didn't have any side dishes. It was just the turkey and the stuffing. And it was a big-ass turkey, and my dad makes the best stuffing, and that was enough for us. We didn't really question it. I guess, no, we had cranberry sauce, but that was it. It was just turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce, and that was it. So that is my experience growing up in a, you know, with an immigrant Thanksgiving. You know, we love the food, but the whole history of it, that was so far removed from anything we were ever thinking of. The, uh, the people who were all like, rah, pilgrims and, and natives and everybody coming in, those are white people. Those are all white people. Um, because being a white people, I grew up with that shit. Um, oh. we, I mean, we didn't, we didn't do like the pageants or any of that goofy bullshit you see on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, but it would definitely like, it would pop up in like holiday decor and, you know, very casually come up in, in like the Vegas references and conversation occasionally. Um, but it was never, uh, uh, it was never the focus, but any time it would come up, it would come up around my family. Um, and it would be like, you know, very sort of like, oh yeah, pilgrims, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was definitely not looked at in the same, like, but it was not looked at with a eye toward reality. Gotcha. It was very much uh, observed in terms of, um, well, this is just what happened and this is, this is clearly fact. This story that we spoon-fed to, uh, like you know, second graders for years and years. Um, but yeah, okay. So, <sighs> pork casserole is delicious. There's no getting around that. But I'm a big fan of a sodium bomb, <laughs> and. <laughs> 
a green bean casserole, like I'll I'll take the the fancy shit. I'll take the cheap like this costs two dollars to make, um, and it has twelve hundred percent of your daily sodium. Um, <laughs> like yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, so yeah, well, so so what that means is with a uh, with a vote of two to one, green bean casserole advances to the next round. Amazing. All right. <laughs> it makes so, sense. I, I'm, I I don't hate it because I get it. So. Sure. I mean, put it this way: there is nothing on this list that I wouldn't eat. Yeah. 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 Put it that Same way. Here. There, nothing here. This this is about narrowing it down in competition. As far as as far as the bracket is concerned, we will have a number one winner, which I'm sure most of us will disagree with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is purely about like A versus B, and we and that brings us to C. Um, so to see what, uh, what that next comp competitor is going to look like, our next round, Brussels sprouts versus cream spinach. <laughs> now, I will admit that some of the problems with, with the way some of the stuff is, 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 uh, uh, is entered is the lack of specificity with the way some, some of these things are prepared because you yeah. can make Brussels sprouts and have them be awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in my mind, yeah, I would think if it's not, if it doesn't, whatever image it immediately conjures in your head, that's what we're going for. Gotcha. Even if it's different from person to person. Mm. So it was Brussels sprouts and creamed spinach? Yeah. Mm. I, you know, I'm going to go with Brussels sprouts because, uh, one of my favorite things to do is roast Brussels sprouts with garlic and Parmesan. And I feel like a nice crispy roasted Brussels sprout with the salt and the umami of the cheese, that's so much more appetizing than the glop of cream spinach. Because I like spinach, but cream spinach is like gloppy and gluey. And I think usually you've already got that gloppy gooey stuff on your plate in the form of gravy. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, uh, I, however, am going to respectfully disagree, um, <laughs> because I, I wish that I was fortunate enough that when I think of Brussels sprouts, that's what I thought of first. But I think of the boiled Brussels sprouts in like a butter sauce with like maybe some salt and pepper, where they're still bitter. Boiled? Yes because white people suck at cooking. We've established this. Um, that's, it's not a smart, it's not a good way to cook them. It really isn't. And like, because there is a certain bitterness to Brussels sprouts to begin with. And like, when you roast them, that helps with that. And I've learned this and I actually enjoy Brussels sprouts now. However, as a kid, I fucking hated them because they were awful and they tasted bad and they smell bad. They were just, it was a miserable food to eat. So like, I can't get on board with that in that first instinct that I have when I think of them. Again, if this is modern Mike Lunsford, you know, like not nostalgic Mike Lunsford, then yeah, maybe I'd do it. I'd be like, yeah, because Sandy came up with one where they you roast them in a pan and there's apple cider vinegar and brown sugar and bacon and oh, craisins. Yeah. And them motherfuckers are delicious. Yeah. But like, I gotta take cream spinach just on principle because like, I no, ugh. The first thought of Brussels sprouts I have is <laughs> fucking gross. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so so a quick aside 
Nina's, you said very surprised by boiling. I yeah, I don't that... think I've ever had boiled Brussels sprouts. Like, I can't imagine why you would cook them that way. The first Love time it. I had them, they were boiled. <sighs> and I think a lot of this comes back to, at least for on, on my family, like my mom's side of the family is all Irish. And the Irish are a wonderful people. <laughs> They're not known for their quality cooking traditions. <laughs> Fucking boil it. We'll figure it out later. One of the things that is very common is just to throw in a pot of boiling water. It will cook. You can eat it. Then you will not die. <laughs> Back to the fields with you. <laughs> um, Accurate. And so that was a, a, a fairly common, like, the, the reason I grew up for the most part really hating a lot of vegetables is almost everything was boiled until it was like gray. Oh gosh. And so, you know, I, I, I think a lot about like people who just don't have a baseline education in cooking mm -hmm. and why cooking certain things in certain ways is better or worse. Mm -hmm. um, because you end up with a lot of like, and, and that ends up, you know, seeding a lot of uh, people's taste buds as 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 kids like why does this taste so awful or you know why are vegetables so bad oh because they took all of the flavor and anything that was interesting about them uh, about that vegetable and they and left it in the pot it with, poured it out with the water yeah exactly exactly um so my initial experience with brussels sprouts was uh, as a kid was awful uh we only did it like once or twice and it was universally everyone was like this is terrible um but over uh, uh quarantine actually I started getting into roasting vegetables mm -hmm. and between roasting vegetables, but also like pan frying Brussels sprouts, mm -hmm. uh, like really getting a nice solid fucking char on the bottom of them mm -hmm. and uh, cast iron. Them shits is delicious. Maybe throw uh, a little bacon bits in there, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Flavor. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of garlic, some salt and pepper. Like you don't need much. Mm -hmm. Um and I will also second Nina's uh, uh, point about the the uh, consistency of cream spinach. Like, we're going to have enough elements already on this plate that we don't need to add one more. That cream spinach, like, at its best, is, is pretty tasty. But it's still basically, like, this tastes like if you were eating uh, spinach artichoke, artichoke dip, but this is culturally acceptable as a side dish. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Eating the spinach and artichoke dip with a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not uh, bad. There's nothing which, wrong yeah, with I that. Mean, like, hey, you know, uh, uh, follow your bliss. Yeah. But uh, I say this sounds a lot like judgment, is what this sounds like. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Look, I did keto for a long time, and I would eat that dip with a spoon, and it was delicious. So it I have no problem with it because. I love Nina. She's a wonderful person. She and I so often are at odds over the dumbest shit. And the fact that we are now two for two on the exact same side of an issue. I think you and I agree a lot when it comes to food. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, 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 I guess I'm more surprised it's just like, it's never big things that you and I disagree about. Mm -hmm. It's always completely unimportant things. Mm-hmm where we both take these very hard line stances yeah you almost sound disappointed about this rambo i feel like if you can give, it, <laughs> you can give it time we'll find a way to make you guys disagree about i'm sure food. we'll disagree on some kind of food i'm sure yes i yeah i i i have i have no concerns about that like white meat um, versus dark meat something like that sure um but yeah okay so again two to one brussels sprouts takes it <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, dude. Look, if we're breaking if we're breaking this down to this is what we're making at Thanksgiving, and you're like Brussels sprouts, I'm gonna be like, okay, hold up, who's making them? Yeah. And and, and Nina, you raise your hand. I'll be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Again, like, it, it's just like you said that first like, you know, like trigger pull. Like, what what's the one that you think? Yeah, I think of that bullshit I had to eat as a kid. Yeah. Oh. Again, yeah. that's totally valid. Yeah, agree. Um, all right. So, our next round is deviled eggs versus sweet potato casserole. And oh, I will shit. be specific about sweet potato casserole. We're talking like marshmallow layer on top, like mashed or pureed sweet potatoes, maybe the streusel topping between the two. But like, that's what we're going for here. We're not talking candy yams, we're talking sweet potato casserole. Oh. I'm going with the eggs. Sweet potato casserole is a, I hate it. Like, sweet potatoes are already sweet, and now you throw in marshmallows in there. I don't get it. I never understood it. It's a dessert. I'm not eating it. No. Eggs. <laughs> At least I can grab an egg and, like, get some protein, and it's satisfying because it's delicious. Sometimes you put a little bacon, a little paprika on there, you know, an olive, some, some salty. And that's like a really nice mouthful of food, but the candy, the the sweet potato casserole, it's just, here's a sweet potato and now more sugar. So it's just a mouthful of sweet. I don't like it. Not it, Maybe if I'm eating dessert, but no. Um, wow, okay. Um, so I, I fucking love sweet potatoes, like on principle, just in general. Like if we go to Outback, uh, for dinner, sometimes I'll get a sweet potato just because they're delicious. Fucking love them. However, I 100% agree with Nina on this one where uh, if you're going to have all that extra shit on it, it might as well be dessert. And honestly, I'll just wait and have some for dessert because let me tell you what I will eat an entire tray of. I don't give a fuck how many there are. I will eat all the goddamn deviled eggs. Like, hell yeah. I love <laughs> deviled eggs. So, hell yeah. 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 Like, they, they, they're, it's one of those things where that's not something that like my wife is not a huge egg person. Like I make them for breakfast all the time. I fucking love them. She, however, does not. However, she will eat the shit out of some deviled eggs. And like, there's a, there's a trend here. Like, and the trend is, is those things are delicious. And I'm, yeah, I'm all in on deviled eggs. Well, I am a big fan of the deviled egg, but I'm also a fat kid. Um, and sugar on sugar is really a problem for me. Uh, sweet potato casserole is one of the few, yeah, Nina's hundred percent right. It's, it's, it's flat out of dessert. Like there's no getting around it. Um, but it is also a culturally approved dessert you can have with dinner. Um, <laughs> like and it is with your hamburger and uh, French fries. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I find that it is one of the, the, uh, uh, the few sweets you can have to balance the savories. Um, so I will go with that. But hey, two to one, deviled eggs take the win. I'm just surprised we haven't had a consensus winner yet. I feel like they're coming. I, I, honestly, it, it might be this next one. Um, because our next round, roasted potatoes versus mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, can I get a definition of roasted potatoes? Um, like 
quartered red potatoes, uh, salt and pepper, maybe some bagel, basil or oregano. Uh, toss that in with some olive oil, throw those in a, a, on a sheet pan, pop them in the oven. I'm probably going to be the weird one here um, and chose the roasted potatoes because, uh, like I said, I didn't grow up having a lot of sides for Thanksgiving. So the whole mashed potatoes and gravy thing, the only time I ever ate that was when I went to KFC. Um, so it's never been a huge part of my regular meal rotation. And I think mashed potatoes and gravy is delicious, but roasted potatoes have that crunchy outside and then the soft inner texture and the, the salt on the outside and the flavor. I just think it's a more interesting mouthfeel to me than mashed potatoes. I cannot argue so, with your reasoning. I also cannot argue with her reasoning either. Um, she's 100% correct as far as the culinary world is concerned and as far as the quality of potatoes. And on 364 days a year, I'm with her <laughs> and I am choosing the, the roasted potatoes because them bitches are delicious. However, this is Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes and gravy is a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. Um, it's <laughs> when when she when you know when you mentioned the uh, KFC mashed potatoes and gravy, I immediately thought of their gravy, how it's so brown, it's purple. Or it's like un unnaturally so, and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck is in this, but hell yep. yeah, let's do this. Like that's, yeah, mashed mashed potatoes and gravy. Again, 364, it's the roasted potatoes, but this is the magical day and, and mashed potatoes and gravy can't be beat on Thanksgiving. I knew it was gonna go one of two ways. It was gonna be that universally we all agree or it was going to be that Nina would be the odd man out because sorry. Nina's fancy. Nina's fancy. <laughs> I'm not fancy. Sorry I just think it tastes, it's tastier. Like I like mashed potatoes, especially the mashed potatoes you made one year, Rambo. You made like some delicious mashed potatoes with like cheese and random shit in there. It was delicious. But if I, if I want soft versus if I want something with a bit of a crunch and I'm always usually going to pick something with a crunch aspect, because that's just more more of an interesting mouthfeel to me. That's fair. Your logic. I would sound. say though, while you try to argue that you are not fancy, you are the first person to use the term mouthfeel. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a big part of eating, isn't it? Like, it's not just it flavor. It absolutely it's is. How does something feel in your mouth? That's it a. It absolutely big is. Feel. You're not wrong. And not I'm also excited. 12 years old, and every time somebody says mouthfeel, I giggle. <laughs> like. <laughs> The mouthfeel on these sausages. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, two to one. We got to go mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard for me not to. Um, it's it's such a like, uh, again, of the two, like if I were going to like a fan, a fancier, uh, like more kind of grown up, like we need to get dressed up for this dinner, uh, even if it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. I would expect there to be roasted potatoes and not mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, I gotta wear a collar. There's roasted potatoes, yeah. Or more than likely, yeah. They'll be they'll be dressed with like some sort of like parsley or um, some other uh, uh, lovely uh, bright green element to set off all the earth tones on it. Um, it's funny because mashed potatoes take more work. Like roasted potatoes are actually easier. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. 
Um, but, but as a general rule, you can't make uh, like imitation or instant roasted potatoes. Oh, sure. That's true. Um, like you need to, to like, there, there are no roasted potato flakes. Um, okay. Do people actually use instant mashed potatoes outside of like a school cafeteria? Is that for a- people. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's real food for people. Your mashed potatoes come from a box. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am, I am fortunate that that has never been the case for me. We were never that poor, but that is definitely the, that is definitely reality for some folks. Actually, I take it back. There are definitely times we would have dinner and nobody felt like putting in the work, and so it was just like, "Fuck it, here." I, oh, I'll do that shit. Let me let me give a quick um, quick story. I swear to God, it'll be quick. Um, the goat, Grandma Roz, was uh, raised during the Depression, so you did not waste anything. Uh, you made do with what you had. Um, she made instant mashed potatoes one day for dinner. Uh, we didn't have any cream or milk. Uh, we did, however, have hazelnut coffee creamer, and she made Whoa. she made mashed potatoes with hazelnut coffee creamer. Those were the fucking most disgusting things on the face of the planet. Uh, I, that is I, traumatic. <laughs> but I love I loved my grandmother so very much, and I ate every bite of that shit because I was not going to disappoint her. Because <laughs> that is super traumatic. I'm sorry. Oh man! The but, love yeah. you had for that woman. Yes, yes, oh. very, very much so. Yeah, those, those, that, that potato story has taken on like epic proportions, and I've told that multiple times. Like to, yeah, we talk about that all the time. Ah, oh, remember the fucking hazelnut mashed potatoes? Oh god, those are the grossest. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so two to one, mashed potatoes take it. Uh, moving on to the next round, butternut squash. Versus sweet corn. Mm. Sweet corn. Again, just regular corn niblets. All fucking cob, corn niblets. Um, most most commonly found uh, uh, boiled in the room juices on a pan <laughs> or on a stovetop. Nina, I'm gonna jump in first on this one because my answer is quick. Fuck that. I'm gonna wash. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I, I would go for the squash. I, I like corn, but it's just corn. Whereas butternut squash has like some nice texture to it. It's a lot like the roasted potatoes. I do not disagree with either of you. I think that butternut squash has a more, uh, uh, more a flavor more appropriate for the season. I think it is a more interesting uh, uh, mouthfeel. I think that it is um a unique flavor overall but i've had corn at every single thanksgiving i've ever uh, uh gone to as from from when i've been a child till now um so i cannot and, and we and we never once did uh squash um and so i i, I much like uh ironically much like uh, uh mike's corn casserole in the beginning nostalgia brings me back to sweet corn um, but again, two to one. Butternut squash takes it. Okay, collard greens versus stuffing for that's unfair. <laughs> and 
that's honestly when you were like, oh, I mean, it's, I'm definitely gonna be choosing good color grades. And as soon as you were like, well, we only did one side dish, and it was something. It's like, oh, so that's scary. super I have, unfair. I have no. I have a real Sophie's Choice coming for you. Yeah, because there's no way. I love collard greens so so much, oh my especially gosh, my right. brother-in-law cooks them real good with like um, turkey uh, with smoked turkey. And they're oh delicious. God. I love these collard greens. That but my dad makes the best stuffing, and he does put it in the turkey. None of us have gotten diseased or sick or anything. If you're careful. You can definitely do that. But you gotta, he does. You gotta know what you're doing. Man, he's done it my whole life. And I found out, and like my dad throws weird stuff into his stuffing. I think it's like a mixture of everything he's ever read in any newspaper. So, like, <laughs> He adds walnuts and um, craisins and raisins. And then one year I noticed the, the stuffing taste extra delicious. And there was some kind of, I don't know, like an undertaste. And I didn't know what it was. And my dad was like, oh yeah, my buddy from work, he gave me some moonshine. So I just added that to the stuffing and put it in the turkey. And yeah, now yeah. I cannot have stuffing any other way it's the best oh he even adds the giblets from the turkey so like you're eating the stuffing and like sometimes i'll get a nice little piece of that turkey liver i love it i love it so much wow yeah like i said i'll eat anything like there, there's very <laughs> few foods in this world that i won't eat yeah that that sounds fucking amazing. And I'm going to use the same rationale I used with roasted potatoes. 364. I'm going with collard greens because you want to know what goes great with barbecue. Like barbecue pork, smoked pork, like smoked turkey, as Nina was pointing out. Uh, fucking greens. Like yes. greens with bacon. Like they're a fu they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Um, however, this day, this sacred of days that was created on racism cannot be had without thanksgiving stuffing um yeah stuffing wins this one and it's not even close because again there there there's a trio uh when it comes to thanksgiving and mashed potatoes and gravy stuffing are two of those three um and i yeah i just feel like this one's not as, as it's a difficult choice if we had to say like you choose one and the other one never exists ever again but like we're not in that sort of awful place so yeah I have never had, I, 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 I have had greens that have disappointed me. The worst stuffing I've ever had was still delicious. Yeah, that's we have our, good. we have our first unanimous decision. Uh, and also, yeah, like like, collard greens replaced it potatoes of gratin, in the in the the bracket build, and as soon as it did, I was like, oh. Greens are going down. <laughs> like it's not happening. I'm sorry. How sad. But I guess we got the green beans, so there is some green on the plate. That's true. Yes, but um, it cost. I am very <laughs> curious to hear Nina's opinion on this next one. Oh boy. This is gonna be. I feel like this is gonna be another like. Oh fuck you! How dare you? Um, and I will again point out, I did not make any of these. This was all randomized. I'm just Our the next messenger. <laughs> our uh, our next round roasted vegetables so just the sort of general like root vegetable on a pan in the oven 
versus macaroni and cheese. Man. <laughs> it's going to be macaroni and cheese because, you know, because we've already voted on other vegetables. We have green beans. That fulfills my green requirement. Now it's just straight up mac and cheese. Yeah. Fair enough. I I, I definitely thought there was going to be more of a, a, a gnashing of teeth on that. No, I love roasted vegetables, but if I'm going to, it's Thanksgiving, you know, I will, I need a green and then the rest of it is going to be stuff I never eat regularly. So that mac and cheese is going right on there. And I am smoking my mac and cheese this Thanksgiving. So definitely mac and cheese. Um, yeah, mac and cheese. Um, one of my favorite pastimes is watching TikToks, uh, seeing, um, white people mac and cheese and watching black folks just lose their minds over the dumb shit that white people put in their mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so entertaining to me to watch people put, like, raisins in their mac and cheese. And, like, <laughs> and that reaction right there. I fucking love that reaction so much. Okay, but not- is that a real thing? Do white people really put raisins in mac and cheese? I, bet, I don't believe it's a real thing. I feel like it's something somebody invented on TikTok. And- I think that's exactly what it is. Is yeah. someone... Like, it, it's... It is. It, it feels to me very much like, you know. Yeah, it just feels like like it's made up bullshit. I know. I controlling. Yeah. I do think that there are fewer sacred cows when it comes to uh, white folks making certain foods, and so they're more willing to just be like, eh, whatever, and be less concerned about what would be what might be considered like the proper way to go about doing something i'm not saying that's necessarily a, a good thing or a bad thing but i do think that like my aunt usually makes macaroni and cheese every year for thanksgiving and i don't know if she's ever made it the exact same way twice and there are times when it's very good and there are times when it's not so good um why you wouldn't use the same method every time i don't know but whatever um but I think, yeah, I, 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 the people that I know that are like, no, you cannot be adding this or this or this. It's never white people. It's, it's, it's the, so, like, there's it's so funny. It is so there's a funny. Weakness, there's a lack of willingness to experiment with certain things where I'm like, yeah, I want to try something a little, a little different. Like, I, I don't mind different when it comes to mac and cheese. I just, it has to be harmonious with yes, the macaroni absolutely. and cheese. So like, you don't want to add a sweet element to macaroni and cheese because what you're going for is the saltiness of the cheese yeah. and the bite of the macaroni. So, you know, adding other salty elements or um, protein elements to mac and cheese can be great. Like you could add bacon. I sometimes add, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, crab. You know, you can add crab oh. to mac and cheese and add some Old Bay. That's, that's delicious. You can that's add delight. tomatoes to mac and cheese. I think that's good. Not ketchup, but maybe some fresh tomatoes as like a little bit of a, a garnish. But like, it has to be harmonious. It can't be raisins. Now, the only yeah. thing that I do see white people doing when it comes to mac and cheese is doing an easy, an easy way. Like, I see a lot of Stouffer's and yeah. like Easy Mac, that sort of thing. Whereas black and brown people, we tend to make it from scratch because it's like a sacred dish. Because you know people are going to be talking about your mac and cheese Mm -hmm. for a long time. And if it's bad, 
they will never let you forget it. <laughs> if you made the crappy mac and cheese, you will never make it again. I want to point out that this whole raisins and mac and cheese thing is like a huge thing on the internet right now. Oh yeah, that like, makes fun. They're trying to figure out whether or not it's real. Like, if you thought people it's were very passionate, not. yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's real. I think Sorry, it was, I, I think it's a, a myth. I think it's one of those white myths. I don't know, man. This is what it says. According to Grace Walters, whose TikTok account at Texty Kitchen One boasts more than 1.7 million followers, adding raisins to mac and cheese is the best. She wrote in the caption of a video posted on May on Monday, November 1st. My husband said he'd never had a better mac and cheese than when he was in Georgia, so I had to prove to him that nobody can compete with me. Um, like. No, that sounds like it was literally written for TikTok because I have yeah. seen so many TikTok videos where like my husband said that he really likes this and I wanted to prove to him that nobody makes it better than me. That's like a standard. Yeah, thing. That, is, no, that is one of those things. Yeah. So I think this is an Internet myth that now people have embraced as truth. Well, I'm not going to try it, so fuck it. I'm not putting raisins <laughs> in my goddamn mac and cheese. Yeah, nobody's going to work so hard and make a really good from scratch mac and cheese and then add raisins. Here, here's a roux, and here's all this other stuff, and then here's raisins. What the fuck? Yeah, nobody's doing that. No, absolutely not. We have discussed before. I know we've had this conversation before. I think this is where me and MC both realized that we each use the same recipe for mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, which is the kitchenistas recipe, which is fucking phenomenal. If anyone is listening and you're like, I don't know, I, I can't quite find a recipe I like, or I, I want to try something new, look up the kitchenista. Her recipe is, for the longest time, I used Alton Brown's recipe with a couple minor changes. Alton Brown's got a recipe, too. Like, and it's a solid it's recipe. It's very yeah. reliable. The biggest difference in terms of the making of it with hers is that you don't have to temper in an egg. I fucking hate having to temper in an egg. It is always a weirdly stressful thing that comes like midway through the dish and I can't stand it. And I oftentimes would fuck it up. And not only do I not have to do this, but now the texture is actually better than in the, the macaroni I made before. So highly, highly recommend hers. I'm gonna be making it uh, this year again. A double batch of it and i'm super excited but one of the things that me and mc uh uh we all, we all talked about was me being like sort of the odd man out wanting to like i want to try like yeah give me your weird shit but here's how you do it you have your like foundational macaroni and cheese recipe it's made and you have like little ramekins of yes. all of them i do remember and, this like, conversation now Here's a bunch of random things that you can try and pour on and see what's what. Uh, Nosberry Farms every year does a big, uh, 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 like when the berries come into season, um, they do, I think it's blackberries. Uh, they do like a ton of different recipes. Like I think they have a competition to see who can make the best stuff. And apparently they do, among other things, a blackberry macaroni and cheese. And that was a thing that I heard, and I was like, that sound, hmm. So you get the, the sweetness to play off the savory, you get the acid to cut the fat, and those balance. It... Yeah, I don't know. Is it fresh blackberries, or is it, it like is. A... Okay. 
Or 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 it, it's 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 fresh initially and then baked and then baked with it. No, because then yeah. you're turning it into little jam pockets. And I'm give it a shot. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, give it a shot to let us know what you think, but that would, seems like a bad combo. Would I make an entire batch of this? No. Right. Yeah, a tiny little <laughs> ramekin, and yeah, give it a try. Sure. Let's try this yeah. shit. See how it turns Let's try out. A yeah. couple things. Yeah. Um, but I, folks, we have our second unanimous decision. Sweet. Macaroni and cheese defeats roasted vegetables because fuck you, healthy food. Um, Where do you think right. this is healthy food? Our, <laughs> our last uh, uh, first round, uh, uh, first round competition is the two things that I think are like the most side dish of side dishes, um, and that is bread and by bread i'm including cornbread rolls biscuits kind of different people do different things but universally they're all breads mm -hmm. bread versus cranberry sauce oh i'm gonna go with cranberry sauce my family always has cranberry sauce but we usually never have bread like oh, nobody right. ever brings rolls or anything like that but there's always cranberry sauce and i like cranberry sauce but i like it homemade because the canned yes. stuff is too sweet. And I like to have some tart with the dark meat. Uh, and yeah. the stuffing is like, well, that's a great mouthful of food. Fuck yeah. Agreed. Um, love it or hate it, cranberry sauce has to be at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And if you don't bring cranberry sauce and you bring me bread, fuck you, get out of my house. <laughs> I mean, there's bread in the stuffing. It's literally yeah. made of bread. Exactly. And like, why are you going to fuck with Thanksgiving? Oh, I don't like cranberry sauce. I didn't bring it. Fuck you. Go find something else to eat. God damn it. But fucking with my cranberry sauce. Get out of my house. Piece of <laughs> shit. Get out no of longer my welcome place. here. You're no longer welcome here. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I love a dinner roll with, uh, with my meal. But again, like Nina said, there's fucking bread in the stuffing. Like, Oh, I need something to soak up all this gravy on my plate. If only there was a fork full of stuffing. Oh, look. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, cranberry sauce provides a completely different uh, uh, perspective in terms of like the flavor palette. Um, and yeah, no, it, it, it you, you get the acid to cut through all the fat you're going to be having. Um, and it's a little sweet, but a little tart. Yeah, that profile, that flavor profile is fucking dope. Mm -hmm. So again, we have another unanimous decision. Hell yeah. All right. So I will say we're going. God damn it. <laughs> I think we should speed these up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Second rounds. Uh, green bean casserole versus Brussels sprouts. Ooh, a green versus a green. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with the Brussels sprouts in this case, because again, I always think of roasted Brussels sprouts. And so there's a crunch element versus the green bean casserole, which often has a crunch element, but it's also creamy. So I'd rather have something with a roasted, crunchy flavor profile than yet another creamy dish. Fair. Um, since we've established that these are some fancy Brussels sprouts that are actually tasty and not horrible and make me hate my life, um, I'm going with that because, yeah, it just that seems somewhat healthier. And like something that's healthy and also delicious, that seems like a win-win. So, yeah, I'm sticking with... Uh, with the with the uh, Brussels here. 
you know, I got to say, I was I was sure that green bean casserole would make it to at least another round. But now that we've knocked out roasted vegetables, I feel like some sort of oven roasted something is important um, <laughs> from a, a, a flavor standpoint. I'm not worried about my health. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like that's that's a very unique flavor that you only get from, you know, from doing that specific thing. So, yeah, I got to go Brussels sprouts as well. Here for a good time, not a long time. Fucking precisely. Um, <clears throat> deviled eggs versus mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, fuck. That's oh, yeah, mashed potatoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only going to get worse as we go, folks. <laughs> hey, piece of fucking mashed potatoes. Yeah, okay, fine. You're going to... You can have uh, deviled eggs at Easter. It's fine. Whatever. Nina? Yeah. No, mashed potatoes and gravy. I love I love deviled eggs, but if you have to choose between the two, yeah. The, yeah. the, pota- the potatoes. Fuck yeah. Done. Potatoes. <laughs> um, all right. Butternut squash versus stuffing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> squash <laughs> just add the squash to the stuffing it's fine there you go exactly Shit. loophole <laughs> all right yeah no i mean it's it's not it's not fair to squash it's it's <laughs> it's squash. just unreasonable squash you knew what this was get out all right macaroni and cheese versus cranberry sauce what me. no those are two oh. different things because okay Cranberry sauce is a side dish. It's a condiment. So I don't think it's very fair to pit these two against each other. That's like saying, do you want a hot dog or do you want ketchup? I mean, hey, this is how it this is how it ended up. I am protesting this matchup. <laughs> this, that's weird. Let it be said that the lady did not it's protest sad. when cranberry sauce was initially introduced. <laughs> she had to make a hard choice. Ridiculous. I can't choose between cranberry sauce and stuffing. That's like you can't have either with you can't have Thanksgiving without either. It's like having Thanksgiving without turkey. See, I actually uh, disagree. Um, you can't have Thanksgiving without cranberry sauce. However, you can have Thanksgiving without mac and cheese. So cranberry sauce. My God, sir! I uh, said what I said. I mean, it's fair. Okay, I guess I guess in this case I would go with cranberry sauce. Yeah, I love mac and cheese, on? but. I gotta have I gotta have my three things. I gotta have turkey, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. Cranberries this get shit on. Unexpected. Cranberry well, sauce gets shit up, on all year. Bad. God damn it. The cranberry is not get its own holiday. <laughs> I understand the logic that you're both presenting. It makes sense. I am just flabbergasted by this turn of events. <laughs> Everybody thought mac and cheese was just going to waltz its way to the finals. Yeah. No. Hell no. Not in these final four. All right. Well, I, I mean, I was going to go go uh, mac and cheese because I can't get enough of that shit. But I feel like M- I feel like MC, if he were here, he would also be mac and cheese and we would have like a furious debate about this. I could definitely see that happening. Um. Yeah, cranberry sauce is a is a very uniquely fall flavor. So there we go. All right, now we're getting into the the real shit. We got three more matchups. Round three overall. 
Brussels sprouts versus mashed potatoes and gravy. Of mashed potatoes and gravy, obviously. Yeah. Fucking clearly. Yeah. 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 Stuffing versus cranberry sauce. What? <laughs> okay. Are you, are you are you like going to a number one side dish? Yes. Okay. We are we are whittling it down to a champion. I guess stuffing, because cranberry sauce is not a side dish; it's a condiment. Pains me to say this, as much as I love cranberry sauce, it's stuffing. I would also go stuffing. And so that means that our final contenders are mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing. Stuffing. I think we, I think we all knew that this was going to be the, the, <laughs> yeah. the final matchup. Yeah, I'm going with the stuffing. Ooh, man. Mashed potatoes versus stuffing. Fuck, that's hard. It's tough, right? I got us. Okay. There are there are holidays where you can have mash like you can have fuck you can have mashed potatoes pretty much any day of the year. Exactly. You can have when mashed potatoes and gravy. Stuffing. Yeah, and yeah. not only that, what is the uh, like as much as we love the side dishes and some people will say, well during Thanksgiving I can eat just side dishes. That's true. However, what's the main thing at Thanksgiving? Turkey. Mm-hmm. Turkey and stuffing. Those two yeah. things go together. It's stuffing. Stuffing it's, is in the turkey. Yes. It's up its ass. We would yeah. be disrespectful to this turkey if we didn't vote stuffing in. Yeah, agree. This is a tough one. Oh, James. <laughs> I, I, it's not fair to say I don't have a dog in this fight. Of course I do. But I am so evenly divided that it's, it doesn't take a whole lot to push me one way or the other, and you both make very compelling points by way of uh, the the tradition uh, and the consistent availability of certain foods during certain times. And so it is with a heavy heart that I must say stuffing. And that means that we have a winner. Stuffing is the champion. Makes sense to me. Agreed. And honestly, even if mac and cheese were somehow to have sneaked its way past into this final uh, two, it would still lose to stuffing, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Same with cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Cranberry sauce, I love you, buddy, but now you're not beating stuffing. Condiment. Besides, <laughs> my dad puts craisins in the stuffing, so I'm getting that tartness. There you go. See? We're doing the hard work for you, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to choose. We chose for you. Yep. <laughs> this is fun. I love doing these choices. Like, I, I, I love how you you don't expect them to be as contentious as they are. Like, what was the one we had where it was like the final fight? It was like between like Yoda and like, I think it was Captain Marvel. And we were like, nah, Yoda's winning. And then we were like, nah, fuck that. Captain Marvel's winning. We we're like, I did not expect this to go this way. I hate pitting, um, what do you call it? Uh... Uh, mythical characters against each other because there's always an argument for one or the other like it's like the oh superman versus goku like you know who wins whoever the writer decides wins yeah yeah 100 
Yeah, ultimately. That's yeah, because it, it, that's the Batman logic. Is mm-hmm. I can find a way to make Batman win any fight if you if allow me to fight. have. Yeah, yeah, if you if you give me the ability so that he can do these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Wait, he has all sorts of gadgets and shit, right? Oh, obviously he's got some sort of uh, like MacGuffin gadget that would defeat this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Why the he's fuck not? He's got a kryptonite bullet. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> well, how did he beat him? Well, I don't know. Well, how does he beat a Green Lantern? Oh, he's got a yellow blanket. Yeah, Rose fucking plot armor. The Green Lantern. Now Batman wins. Like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Turns out Batman knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, because Batman has the ability of forethought. Yeah, he can. He knows everything that's going to happen. It's he bullshit. Does. I hate it. He's the world's greatest detective, and he foresaw that he would be fighting Aquaman, and he teamed up with... Uh, the the manufacturer of those um rings that your coke bottles come in so (laughs) that's how he beat aquaman because he's best friends with the coca-cola the end corporate sabotage is corporate sabotage (laughs) destroyed aquaman by flooding the sea with garbage (laughs) he's been He's been planning this shit for years. For years. He, he knew. He knew the that Arthur Curry. The is behind it all. He knew that Arthur Curry would turn against him. <laughs> People are trying to clean up the oceans. This is stop Aquaman, goddammit. I'll be honest. Aquaman's entire, like, you know, I humans are really fucking me up because they keep polluting the ocean. I'm 100% with Aquaman here. Like, oh, I yeah. can't see him not hating humans eventually. Like, do y'all yeah. mind? Like, oh, Namor's such a dick. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason. There's but a very good reason. Why. <laughs> I hate him. Why is he always trying to bang the invisible woman? Like, it's he... fuck Reed Richards. That's why. <laughs> Poor Reed. Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, seems like the kind of guy who would, like, constantly, like, have his wife leave him and not understand why. And, like, never leave the lab. I just don't understand why she's leaving. Let me get back to my experiment. Yeah, probably. But he's also one of those guys that it's, like, he's, like, that cute nerd. And I'm really into the daddy look. So Reed Richards is, like, one of my top attractive men in Marvel. It's a good look. I mean, It's a great look. I'm into it. <laughs> the daddy look. The da- <laughs> yeah. Daddy's I- in. Look, look, all I'm going to say is, is like, like it, 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 with uh, the new uh, Christopher Pike um, coming out with it being Anson Mount, like that mm-hmm. guy, that guy has gotten, he has created himself a, like a thirst in the female Star Trek fandom that I have not seen in a very, very long time. Like he is like, they love them some Christopher Pike. And honestly, I do too. Cause like, I don't know if he noticed this on Discovery, but literally every single captain even Saru is a daddy besides a, <laughs> like all of them. It was like Jason Isaacs shows up and like super daddy. And then, uh, uh, you know, Pike comes. And it's like, oh, another daddy. And then we go to the future. And okay, oh, dead fair. And I'm like, this it's daddy <laughs> trek. It's sexy older men helping uh, Michael Burnham on her way. And then you got Saru, and Saru has, like, huge daddy vibes, so. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. And like, they're very much doing this on purpose. There's a line later, and like, I feel bad because I want Rambo to see it organically, so I'm not going to ruin it. But there's the line where, um, um, Oded Fair's character, the a Admiral Vance, is like talking to that one person, and he's basically explaining how the replicators work. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite lines in Star Trek of all time, and I cannot it, wait for you to get there, Rambo. It's fam. so wonderful. Fantastic. Also, I will say this about Discovery. Um, uh, because it's a modern show, you have people who are trying to market to larger audiences. So you might have noticed that when they cast men, they are super sexy, not just to other men, but to actual real life women. Because, I don't know if you know this, but m the men that were considered cast because they were quote unquote sexy in the original and TNG and even the 90s Star Treks, they were cast because they were what a man thinks women find sexy. Not because we actually found Captain Kirk attractive, but because he, you know, the director and Gene Roddenberry thought, yeah, he's a good looking guy. The ladies are gonna love him. Meanwhile, all the women are wet over Spock. Exactly, yeah. You know, like they get us now is what I'm saying. Yeah. And like the <laughs> new the new track <laughs> Daddy Trek. The new Trek has has really been and it's something we talked about on an episode of um GGR Pirate Radio that was hosted by Mariah, where we talked about how Trek has become so much more inclusive to the like the LGBTQ community and oh. like is like catering to them, which is fantastic because like right. That, isn't that exactly what Trek should be doing? Like, as they're like, hey, you know, racism blows. Not only that, so does sexism and homophobia. So let's do everything we can to like bring, yeah. Like it's it's really, really like comforting to see that that's where they're going with this. So, well, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. You were a wonderful guest. Again, you can check out their new album, A Sound of Thunder at some point in 2022. Be patient, it's coming. It'll be dope. It'll be totally worth the wait. We guarantee that. Um, but for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge for the At The Diner podcast, we appreciate you. We love you. We're not going to be here next week because we got the holiday. So we hope everybody has a wonderful holiday with their family, with their friends. Stay safe, please, because the pandemic is still a real thing. Um, we hope that everybody enjoys their time off. And remember, for all of us here uh, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!